You're listening to episode 267 of the Major Issues Podcast, where we're talking the latest Rick and Morty drama, Quantumania death predictions, and talking about characters we can't wait to see in live action. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. And that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I'm not alone. I am joined by that magnificent, the spectacular, the astonishing, downright uncanny, A-Rob, the Marvel God. Let them hear you. Yo, 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 man, I love your intros every week, every time, just gets me all <laughs> giddy inside. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. I wouldn't want anybody else with me on this journey of comic books and comic book media. We seemingly always are able to drop some knowledge when it comes to rumors, speculation, and news. And then, you know, as we do each and every week, we handle a topic of our choosing. This week, we'll be talking about characters we're dying to see in live action. You would think with 20 years into all of this comic book stuff. Man. Yeah, you would think we would have done it all. But there are still some out there that they have yet to tackle. You know what's actually funny, and we'll get to it when we get to that topic. Um, there uh, are certain there are certain characters who cameo in name only. And I couldn't count that as as not being seen in live action i just found out that lady shiva there's a lady shiva in the birds of prey television show that 2000 really? yeah that 2000 uh w- oh wow that version yeah 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 so i can't lady shiva can't make the list because there is a live action version of her she would have oh. been on she would have been good on last week's list characters that weren't you know done to their their justice but yeah, she does. She can't make this uh, week's list. But before we get into the topic of the week, and I got helicopters. I guess they're searching for somebody on this side. Before, uh, before we get into the topic of the week, uh, A Rob, the Marvel God, does what he does each and every week, which is scour the multiverse for some of the best, biggest, and most bombastic pieces of news, speculation, and rumors. I heard a rumor that the uh, ocean of news has been a bit dry this week. But, um, matter of fact, I, I'll start one off if you don't mind. Go for it. <laughs> um, the news dropped today, and I mean like two hours ago, Justin Royden has been officially removed from rick and morty man oh man you actually beat me to one of those i dip it in the multiverse that was one of those news articles man wow what it what does that even mean like what it what how do they do the show without not only the co-creator but the guy who literally voices both rick and morty yeah like i have no idea with the like you say it was two hours ago like they're cutting ties with dustin Rowland co-creator of rick and morty like you said voice actor of rick of rick like hbo's cutting ties with him cartoon Network's cutting ties with him they said they're going to continue this next seasons without him i really do question how they're going to do it how i think if i'm not mistaken they're either writing or coming up with season six now which is kind of 
ironic because that is the halfway point for the series because as we were told cartoon network adult swim had uh you know renewed them basically to season 10. so with the way that this works out we'll have half of this of the entire show will be the two co-creators and then the other half will be seeing how the hell you know they they uh, meet in the middle and to be honest i don't think the voices necessarily are the hard part i think there's impressionists out there that can do a, probably a good rick voice a good morty voice uh joyce oh, yeah. had a comedic style that i wonder what will happen if that's missing it also makes me bring up solar opposites over on hulu which he created oh man he love solar opposites <laughs> and high on life or high off life, whatever that video game with the talking guns that that recently came out. Man. Ago. really, really entertaining, really, really fun stuff. But is he in hot water permanently now because of it? And don't get it twisted. Before we get too much into the weeds here, I do think people who do their terrible things should be punished. <laughs> I do think that, uh, um, you know, this stuff does come to light, and when it does, there should be repercussions for it. Um, I know there's people who believe. Um, that some of these charges or accusations can be a bit trumped up or that uh, there's even some crazy people who believe that women have just been lying across the board. While I do think that humans have a propensity to lie, stuff like this is too damning. There's too much proof. There's too much, uh, uh, you know, there's a, a record of misbehavior and um, something needs to be done about it. What's, what's interesting about it is Dan Harmon was in equally hot water for shit that oh, yeah. he had done on Community um and he just now apologized so he's now clear he's gucci he's clear <laughs> i almost wonder if he didn't have that public apology not too long ago if they both would have been in hot water you know like if they would have because yeah a lot yeah. of this stuff um is not the company doing it because the company thinks it's wrong a lot of it is the company getting ahead of the outcry of the audience Right. And now following that, it is an allegation, but it is yeah. a domestic abuse allegation. We don't take those light. Right. But the, you know, there, there, there's there's a climate in this in society right now that, you know, you have to, to tread lightly. So, you know, yeah, I think they're handling a certain way. And well, like you said, trying to get out in front of it before it really hits the fan. And, you know, if nothing's good, nothing's bad, you know, they can hire him back, pay him a little more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. The, Justin, the, 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 the James Gunn of it all. You know, yeah. um, um, but the thing is, and I often say this, t- um, to people who, you know, might be like, oh, you know, we, we don't know. We don't know here or there. Um, I've managed to go my entire adult life without having any rumors of domestic abuse on me. Hey, shout out to him. <laughs> you know that? And so it's weird to me when somebody gets those accusations and they're like well that's not true because then there's like a thin line like where 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 did you and the other person disagree that it was abuse you know what i'm saying and then like yeah to the weeds there is it even worth defending yourself at that point is it even worth you know trying to say well well you know i pushed her but i didn't and then it becomes a whole you know where it's like well i hold hold, hold now you you put your hands on her though. right right like, we're, split, yeah. Yeah, we're <laughs> splitting hairs and whatever just don't get that close don't ever get to the point where you have to worry about whether or not it's legal or illegal people um but yeah, yeah the, the series is still going to continue um again five more seasons and we'll see how they do without him it's very interesting because like i said again dan Harmon was removed from his series community when he was getting to 
crazy <laughs> with one of his writers and um the series did suffer for 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 it. He was the creator. He knew what worked and what didn't. Andrew Kreisberg. Andrew Kreisberg was quality control. He was the Kevin Feige of the Arrowverse. And when he got caught on his sexual assault charges, the entirety of the Arrowverse went to shit. So it it just sucks Max. that that we're in this this world where bad people make great products and then finally find out that they're bad people so we have to remove them from the great products and then the great products end up not being so great but if this is a lesson across the board for animators or people in power who create things don't hit people that don't want to be hit <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's an easy i think that's an easy lesson to learn there but i will pass the baton over back to you as a rob the marvel god brings us the news well 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 man the news has been spiraling out of control with ant-man quantum mania news i'm sorry ant-man and the wasp in quantum mania it has been just surging just leaks plot rumors all the discussions all the where's it gonna go where's it gonna go this where's it gonna that what's gonna happen this but all i'm focusing on and what everyone should focus on is what is at Stake. What is this movie going to do for Marvel? Is it going to make them or is it going to break them? Because there has been a slight, I don't want to say fatigue. I reject that, like, oh, there's superhero like fatigue. But um, everyone has been had a, some type of criticism about Phase Four, and I think this movie is going to, for lack of a better words, set the rest of the pace for Marvel going forward for the next two, three phases. Yeah. And it is pretty uh i don't want to say jarring but uh concerning <laughs> that we've come so far with so much products with so much projects products superhero shows movies and tv shows coming out that it's like wow ant-man is gonna save the mcu like th this is where we're at like not nothing against them but it's like wow thor dr strange spider-man scott i mean I, hey i i can't hey psh, let's go let's do it <laughs> It's it's also been a while since we had like an OG Avenger on all this, right? Like we, I mean, we had Black Panther, but we didn't have Black Panther, right? Um, right. Black Widow was two years title. ago, but but we were still kind of removed from her. I wonder if if Scott's gonna scratch that itch, you know, like that uh, early Phase One and Two itch kind of stuff. Um, and I believe so. What I'm he concerned like about between like the old yeah. first phase, like three movies or fate, yeah, first ah, the first phase of Marvel and this next phase of Marvel, he is like that kind of linchpin for for these movies, just like for the new Avengers and I guess the old Avengers. He was there in in Germany in Civil War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, I'm I'm curious to see if the Kang of it all is able Ooh. to eclipse, um basically what i perceive to be less than stellar box office numbers for the ant-man films in general i do think that if there's any one of these films that people kind of pan some people just don't see it's these ant-man films um and i wonder if jonathan majors the introduction of of bearing of his character in loki and loki being as popular as it was i wonder if they curried any favor and are gonna get more in the box office for this film than the others and then there's always the uh idea of word of mouth if people go and see this oh, film and they love it and they 
they know they have other Marvel fans at home who watch the shows, the movies, etc. You know, they could really spread that word. Definitely, it's going to be it's going to be spread out there. Definitely because of well, like I said earlier, it's not fatigue, but there's been so many, uh, I guess, wrenches in the system that is Marvel that they kind of had a couple roadblocks. You know, the passing of Chad Bozeman, COVID, um, just I guess product over quality. I don't want to say that, but just. Yeah. It kind of saturated, not before a hot second. It was just every moment. It was just Marvel, but without the quality control of it, and um, and I guess the the mindset as an audience, like you know, moviegoer. I was some general audience. You know, I'm out here. We read comics out here. You know, we above it all. But um, <laughs> yeah, there was a sense of gravitas and grandiose and mystery of the first three phases that we kind of haven't gotten yet. But now we're kind of getting it with Loki. Quantumania, you know, Thanos was like the overarching villain, the micro story overall between all the micro stories in the MCU, you know? And that's what I think people are just waiting for, looking for, like, what are these all, what are these all, what are all these stories going to lead to? You're giving us new characters, new stories, new shows, but what is it all going to lead to? And I think everyone, for the most part, are still wrapped around that. Like, this is, gonna lead to somewhere and i think that's what people are just waiting on for real for real just the yeah. anticipation of it all there's a little bit of yeah just impatience for lack of a better word <laughs> i i 100 percent uh i'd never thought about that but i think you're 100 percent correct this is the connective tissue um i i would say possibly since the finale of loki i've been like so when are we gonna address <laughs> what's going on <laughs> right here? We've gotten several movies and several shows. I would even argue that possibly all of last year did not mention what happened with uh, with the timelines, with Kang, with all that. I mean, Multiverse of Madness, possibly, but they didn't directly tie it into, you know, um, He Who Remains and all that jazz. So yeah. what, what, what goes from having, you know, seven, eight in, not connected, seemingly not connected projects shot out of a cannon right because instead of having three years or four years to distribute these things they all get distributed in two a two-year phase of 12 projects or something like that <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that can be overwhelming it definitely could be overwhelming and when you can't see that what's connecting them when you don't know what the connective tissue i think like we were talking before i think comic fans have the patience to see it through but eventually you'll start hearing from some of your other fatigued Marvel fans, let me know if I have to watch this. Let me know if this is connected. Let me know if this is something. Right, yeah, I hear that in the streets too, yeah. Yeah, if, if it's, because I mean, there were people who were coming at me mad at I Am Groot. They were like, what What was that? That wasn't enough for of anything. And I'm like, I, I don't think it was supposed to move the, the MCU. Like, I don't think it was supposed, to, it was meant to. Right, same. I caught a lot of heat. Well, I don't say I call heat, but like just a yeah. lot of comments, concerns about, you know, the holiday special, uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. They're like, where is it going to go? Where is it going to lead? <laughs> Werewolf by Night fans. is literally not connected to nothing. <laughs> but we know like, there's going to be a, there's a supernatural element that they're building up slowly that they're just, you know, trickling in throughout the MCU. Just like they're kind of slowly building up the Young Avengers. They're slowly building up the New Avengers. It's just for the general audience, they don't see that. But as comic book readers, we see those little, like, Threads, shout out to Sunshine of Philadelphia, you know, like, you know, it's all connected. Like, yeah, you see yeah. it, you know, and it's building. It's just, they, uh, it's like I said, it's, they want us, they want to wrap their mind around the end game before 
you know, taking the journey, seeing their adventure, learning along the way, seeing the introducing. Not all realizing it all started with one stone. The whole shit started with one stone. You know what I'm saying? One you can't stone. get to end game without starting it in the beginning here. And I think it what a unique um what a unique journey. Like we were talking about um Thanos meeting him, you know, sitting in the chair. Does he ever get out of the chair when we were gonna see him kind of stuff? <laughs> right. And then he shows up in Infinity War and gives us the business. It'd be very interesting if we sprinkle Kang throughout this. We get little bits here. We get little bits there. Unlike Thanos, almost giving us an update constantly. Like, nope, yeah, now he's here. Now he has these. Well, now he's killed this person. You know, to the point that by the time we get to King Dynasty, we would have had so much interactions with him. As opposed to like Infinity War was Thanos's like coming out party. To yeah, no one who didn't know him literally had yeah. the most on screen like you know time. Like it was. Literally his hero story, for lack of better words. But they have to wrap up all of Kang in Kang, Kang Dynasty. So it makes more sense to sprinkle him through everything else oh, and yeah. then get your big fight in, a, in, in this here. But um, I, I, know, I know you heard about that script leak, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I take everything with a grain of salt. But <laughs> it's, just, it's like, hmm. I'm just gonna put this thought away. My cholesterol is already high. I'm just gonna eat this as is. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still gonna take it with a grain of salt. Like, and then I've seen so many plot leaks between Kang, Doom, Deadpool. Like, bruh. But there are some credibility to it. But we will take it with a grain of salt, people. I mean, I, do you want to talk about it? Can we talk about it? Is it even illegal? Kevin, are you listening? Oh yeah, yeah. I was get. Uh, well, I'll, first, I guess I was gonna ask you about the nature of. Um, spoilers like how do you feel about it how you know are you spoiler agnostic are you the kind of person that can can uh see spoilers and still think that you know still get some interest from the yeah i love knowing what's going to happen that, that's why i love the mcu i've already read it now I'll get to see it but in a different interpretation i guess but like no i love spoilers i can talk about it tiptoe around them too <laughs> yeah but uh, for the most part, like the, these, these, oh man, these leaks. Like I don't want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. I got a, I got, I got one page here. <laughs> I want to read. I, I, I posted it on Comic Book Click. If people got a problem with this spoiler, they're just gonna have to, they're just gonna have to deal with it. Because uh, this, this is the world we're living in right now. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Quantumania, I'm assuming that the per the portion that I have is like in the third act because, you know, things get a bit messy. <laughs> but it says, <laughs> it says, Kang stands tall with the remnants of destroyed multiverses littering the skyline behind him. He glares at Scott as if Scott were as small and insignificant to him as a literal ant. We pull back to see Atman, Wasp, and Cassie standing together, finally working as a team, a family. They're ready for this. Scott, I don't know who you are, but you've made a big mistake. Scott's stance and expression shifts into his best superhero pose as he tries to exude confidence. Too much confidence. Scott, I'm an Avenger. Kang continues his emotionless stare. Scott's confident facade slips ever so slightly. Kang, you're an Avenger? Kang is interested, but barely. Kang, have I killed you before? 
Scott, Hope, and, and Cassie recoil in shock. Cassie looks terrified. Hope worriedly looks to Scott. Scott shifts his face from surprise to a smug smirk. Not yet. Scott cracks a smile. Scott raises his hand to the side of his head as if to activate his helmet, but instead he moves a different finger. He turns off the hologram, hiding his true identity. In the place of Scott's head appears the face of Michael Morbius. This has been Morbius all along. <laughs> Michael Morbius, it's Morbin time, motherfuckers. <laughs> as if from the heavens above, the Power Rangers theme song plays Can Kang walks off screen and dies of third degree sick burns. And, and that's it. That's it, people. That's the kind of film you got to be ready for. Coming soon. <laughs> Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Quantum Mania. I can't wait, bro. I didn't think they could connect them all. I didn't think, I didn't think we could. Oh, did you, see, did you hear about the post credit? Bully McGuire comes through and gives him a Kang a wish. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Sends him to a Kangda. so great who came up with that they are amazing i don't know i posted it i was like yo these things are getting crazy and i know some people might have looked at it and was like nah i'm not even i'm not even i'm not even gonna look at it um but i post i posted because i know how finicky the internet is especially when stuff like this happens like you don't even want to look don't want to touch i have been spoiled accidentally on movies just thinking i'm in a thread about interesting stuff and they're like yeah i read that blah 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 son of a yeah but um yeah we won't be divulging any of the details of the of the thing if it's if you want to see it it's out there and also it's up to you to figure out whether or not it's it's legitimate you know we don't know yeah. These things have happened before. I remember when all of Multiverse of Madness got leaked and they made some changes. And they I think they did reshoots as early as like a month ago. I feel like oh, yeah. Scott was uh, or uh, Paul Rudd was pictured um, a month ago, like doing reshoots for this. So uh, who knows if any of that's true? Tread carefully um, and don't don't steal the enjoyment of this from anybody. If you personally want to see what it is, check it out. If not. Then uh, we will see you guys for the Ant Man and the Wasp uh, episode of the Major Issues podcast, baby. Can't wait. Right, facts. It's like all we can do is, you know, we can pour our news, we can speculate, we can throw out our theories, but, you know, we ain't about to spoil it. We ain't about to ruin it for y'all. We nah, just give you something to be... think about and ponder with. Let's give him something. <laughs> That's it, bro. But, but, like, with Quantum Mania, I do, I can't speculate with it. Like, it's going to set up a lot because earlier I did say, like, this will make it or break it but like a better words the setting the tone going forward for the rest of marvel and that is yeah. probably going to be the biggest issue and that's probably the biggest issue with phase four of marvel there was a tone issue i guess for like a better words like i said there was no one or something to wrap their minds around for like i treated phase four like age of ultron just on a bigger scale age of ultron literally it was just a jump ship for a bunch of other project spinoffs you know the yeah. injuries vibranium you know the the seas are cap and iron man getting into it you know thanos coming through you know ragnarok like all that stuff yeah right like hulk and thor were gone like you know it set up it literally set up the end or the entirety of phase three that's what age of ultron was meant to do yeah. uh, phase four is meant to set up the next three phases five six and seven 
you know we got we got the multiverse like literally the first six projects were dealing with the multiverse they got a little bit of kang but he remains in loki but you know no way home uh i guess miss marvel to a degree with the nor dimension uh multiverse of madness loki it was just setting up those stepping stones you know just introducing the concept of the multiverse before we really dive into it with kang just blowing right. the doors open timelines different dimensions variants you you're varying up two seconds ago you if two years ago you if you're a black or a white from two years ago like is just getting the audience ready for those really quasi concepts that the general audience or society people don't really understand know or can really digest so yeah that's what i'm treating phase four as and quantum mania would be the flagship of or like i guess the tip of the iceberg that was yeah. phase four because this this movie is going to set up so much i'm already calling it it's going to set up young avengers it's going to set up the new avengers it's going to set up uh kang dynasty of course it's going to set up uh probably a little bit like hitting at thunderbolts maybe but mm -hmm. uh, for the most part those are the big things oh and vision quest like mm, yes you know just just because of young avengers west coast avengers k bishop white vision like shang chi it's all there it's all there to set up the west coast avengers so that's Three to four things that this movie alone is probably going to set up just for phase five and six going forward. Yep. And, you know, in the background, they're still setting up a secret wars. They're still figuring out what to do with the Fox characters. Like, they're spinning so many plates right now, bro. So many. Right. And Kevin, and, and you know, Kevin's taking his time with it. That's why he's really taking his time. You know, getting off track here with the mutants. He's taking his time with it because we've had the Avengers basically uh, and the Guardians and you know the most of them are most of the marvel properties up until this point but you know we haven't got all of the marvel properties up to this point we haven't got the defenders you know scar is a green you know alpha flight in the yeah. proper inhumans you know there's actually <laughs> so many things you know marvel isn't well, at this point i think after phase four marvel understands there's no rush there's no need to just pump out so much stuff now they can focus on micro storytelling like in like storytelling focused around the individual that can they can you know form around it and just expand and then they can join into the greater universe because th yeah. there's no shortage of stories to tell it's just the quality of the story to tell and the tone that it was set for everything set around it you know love and thunder missed that tone introducing gore the god butcher but having taika watiti direct it right don't get me wrong he's a great director but it's like certain his tones don't match certain character beats or scenes you know you'll get hit like sad angry and then you immediately be taken out of it this yeah or god of thunder we have to stay in that emotion he is a warrior he don't tell jokes the things around him is funny he himself makes that stuff funny because he doesn't understand he's a fish out of water type character and i think marvel understands that it will set the tone properly going forward with ant-man and quantum mania yeah i think they understood they understood their homework they got the criticisms they're going to get it right i also i also think that uh like you were just saying you know they did this door they did change from the original first two maybe they overcorrected too hard you know um but i think that um they i think that it's no doubt that they understand that ant-man might be um you know the, a part of the mcu that people don't visit too often. I even think Jonathan Majors made a point of saying that the films aren't really that popping. <laughs> so, you know, if he's on this, he's going to want this to be good. So I have no shadow of a doubt that it's going to, it's going to hit 
hard in ways that people are not ready to expect. And maybe the constant tone shifts and changes are to, um, what is that word? Catch us off guard. You know, yeah. maybe maybe oh, yeah. we've just been pulled in so many different directions that when we see some real stakes in this next film, you know, we're heartbroken about it. Yeah, definitely. Because the Ant-Man films, for the most part, have kind of been, you know, family friendly. You know, the comedy is there because Paul Rudd himself is a, you know, comedic actor. He sets that that family fun tone. He's not too over the top. He's not too boring. He's just like that perfect, unproblematic comedic character. That's just, yeah, no wonder you age like a vampire. You you look great. You're unproblematic. But um, yeah, his, <laughs> the Ant-Man films have just been, you know, family friendly, lighthearted. The comedy is there. The action is great but nothing too high stakes. For the most part, they've been heist films, you know? But I think mm -hmm. with Kang being introduced into his movie, that tone is definitely going to get darker as the movie progresses. Like, it's, yeah. like in, the, in the trailers, like you saw Scott walking down the street, you know, he's getting his award from the Ben and Jerry's, but like as each trailer dropped and teasers dropped, those tones of the trailers started getting darker. Then Kang started talking more as the trailers started coming out more. We started seeing more Kang and less of Scott and in that final trailer, we saw Scott all bloody and bruised and battered. And yeah. like, oh my goodness, this Scott might die. Like, just, just putting a thought into the people watching, like, Scott might die. Like, if we, you wouldn't think, like, Scott's going to die? Like, yeah. Ant-Man? What? He's the funny one. Why would he die? He's the, I, he <laughs> survived so much. So I think, like, they're going to hit a tone that's really going to just pull on so many people's heartstrings. And like I said before, with sacrifice, or well, not like I said before, but with sacrifice comes, you know, strength, gaining, understanding. Someone's going to avenge him. And Cassie, if she survives this, I hope the Young Avengers in the future <laughs> avenge our boy Scott if he dies. I hope he doesn't. Hope he pulls a fast trick or a fast one because he, our man has sleight of hands, you know. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. he knows magic, so you know he's. <laughs> no jutsu and just body switches with a variant of himself. <laughs> I uh, I think he's gonna go, but we'll see. We'll see. And I, with Secret Wars around the corner again, like all oh, these characters can come back. No one ever really dies, right? No one really dies in comics. Well, except Uncle Ben. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Several times. Like, <laughs> but can Never. we talk about that? Can we, can we speculate who we think we're gonna who's gonna die <laughs> in Amen? Yeah, like I have a, I have a solid like three, like a solid three. <laughs> I think that I think the highest choice is Wasp, but I don't think oh, yeah. she means enough for you it to so? mean. I don't think she means enough for it to mean something. If if oh. if we if we somehow feel the pain that Scott fe fe felt or feels, possibly, you know, um, I think we were more into Gamora than we were into Wasp. You know, hey, hence when crazy. she died, when she died, it became a bigger thing. Um, Evangeline Lilly, the actress, has posted some like anti-back stuff that got people uh, like up in arms during around the pandemic. So it's been theorized that they might be trying to kind of, you know, whoop, whoop, right. whoop, wasp, wasp got hit by a bus off screen. So we're just going <laughs> to, but we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, it's the, then there's the obvious, right? I'm almost certain um, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer ain't cheap, and right. they're also old. So I feel like they would be the easiest um, to just kill. Uh, but who, who's who's on yeah. your chopping block? Uh, you uh, for the most part is same. 
Michelle, I'm Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas as a just duo, you know, just together, you know, I, and just from the trailers, she's the reason why Kang's upset. I can, I can just tell, just, just alone. I can tell from that, and it would be the best motivations for Wasp and uh, Ant Man going forward. Just as Avengers, they died, so avenge them by stopping Kang. That's yeah. one. <laughs> And yeah. of course, Scott, just from the trailers, I have to put Scott on there. Just the, the third installment for some of these movies are, ju are just depressing for the hero. Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, like Civil War, Guardians 3. We saw Peter just crying in the trailer. Like, yeah. goodness. Yeah. But the third <laughs> audience for these heroes is just tragic. No way home. Like, <laughs> I always think, I just always think of, we're not the pre Avengers. <laughs> you know, we don't do it <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that line. I'm like, damn. Um, and that's true. <laughs> but like, also, I don't care yeah. what you need. I needed you and you weren't there. Liar. <laughs> don't uh, trust liar. That's so bad. You go find him. <laughs> that movie is you so are. good. That thing is so good. Um, I guess I, I want to kind of bring up this uh real quick i i want to at some point find a way to integrate uh twitch watch parties for comic book click yes, um i, I think i would love to be a part of that yeah you know we both are on twitch um I, i've been doing some streaming on behalf of comic book click but i do think even if it's once a month if we nail something that's available on amazon prime to watch um and just sit and, and bs i think it'd be cool to get some people in the chat and watching alongside us i've got to look into more of the you know bells and whistles to see how to exactly do it the safest and most legal way uh you know to get everybody <laughs> on board but i think it would be a really cool way to kind of bring everybody in um and uh you know, get some stuff done uh, that way. Um, is there anything else you have as far as the news is concerned? Oh, uh, well, no, that is all. It's just watch, watch out for those plot rumors and leaks for Ant-Man Quantumania. You know, do your research, carry around your, your salt shakers, you know. Look out for Ant-Man Quantumania. It's coming out February 17th, y'all. <laughs> yes, it is. And with that being said, that was a Rob the Marvel God with the news DC has been making films about Superman and Batman since the early 40s I want to say Marvel got on the ball in the 90s with some terrible films but now we have the entirety of the MCU there is triple digit comic book movies I want to say out there comic book properties as far as television shows um, shorts serials radio dramas all of that but even with all of those stories characters tales and all that that has to do with comics can you believe that there are still characters yet to be seen in live action if anyone knows certain characters that have still yet to make their debut i think it would be us too i think we would be the subject matter experts on a topic like this characters that not only do we want to see done in live action but that would benefit or that the their franchises would benefit from them being introduced into live action uh i asked you off air to come up with a list of 10 um i've done so on my end we might have some that are the same we might have some that are different but let's talk about certain characters that should and could be brought into live action 
Well, let's get into it. Well, mine's might be a little obscure. Well, if you're a real if you're a real Star Wars fans, you know, for those who've read the comic books, the graphic novels, hopefully, I'm hoping, praying, with this new Star Wars trilogy, with Mandalorian being the flagship to the new trilogy, I'm hoping, praying, that Star Wars introduces the Yuzang Vong to the Star Wars galaxy. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about this this character. Well, it's it's not a character. It is a species, a race oh. from outside of the Star Wars galaxy, from the outside the unknown region, okay. from a whole galaxy, like a travel billions of light years between galaxies, came to the Star Wars galaxy during the like the grand like. After the Civil War, after everything, after, you know, the New Republic was built, after the Sith fell and Darth Vader threw Palpatine into that. No. After all that, yeah. after all that and, after, and after the First Order came through, and after all that, the Yuzain Vong cut a swash through the Star Wars galaxy. They were like this vampiric, parasitic, like, warrior species that were... Immune to the Force, they were invisible in the Force because Force powers did not work on them, and they were lightsaber. Any war lightsaber resistant armor that was better than Beskar, and it was living, and it like healed and self regenerated. And this their shit extremely interesting. I'm looking through now; they have no noses. That's their biggest. No, <laughs> that's their biggest like uh, physical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Skeletors. They look like a bunch of like an army of Skeletors. Um, they are terrifying, man. They are and, extremely, bruh. And they're religious zealots, apparently. Yep. The reason why they left their galaxy is because of a techno like war. Like, imagine a bunch of Ultrons or Transformers, Cybertronians just mm-hmm. swathing their galaxy. And they left their galaxy and, you know, just to find a new galaxy. They're basically space refugees, but they're warriors. And the reason why they just destroy the Star Wars galaxy is yeah. because they hate technology. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, it'll just be insane. This will be Star Wars' endgame. Like, we've seen planets get blown up, but this would be, like, a whole threat to the entire galaxy. Yeah. Spoiler alert, they killed 365 trillion beings on their Damn. campaign. Damn. Like, b- bigger than the Galactic Civil War, the Clone Wars. The there, it's Star Wars', Wars an Annihilation Wave. It's Star Wars' it, yeah. Uh, yeah, Annihilation. Yep. That's very yep, interesting. Yep, yep. And plus, it would give us antagonists that are not just other British people with swords, which right? I feel like that's basically what we've been doing with Star Wars for quite a long time. And <laughs> it, it raises the idea of like who's really right when we're both fighting about mythologi- mythological and religious, you know, things with these like untangible exactly. things. And that's literally what happened. It took the, the first order. And the New Republic, the Sith and Jedi, to come together to stop this massive threat. That's what it took. And that will be amazing to see on screen. Just that. Like, uh, maybe a destruction. I like destruction porn. I don't care. It's just something about destruction, creation, just is beauty in it. But, like, that amount of death and war would be just unfathomable. Like, imagine every on-screen charge that you've seen between Lord of the Rings, uh, the Atlantis scene, Endgame, or Infinity War, you know, but times 100. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the Jedi and the Sith are different sides of the same religion, right? But neither yeah. have been put on the back foot by a by an outside threat. 
They're always infighting. Nope. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if they get put on the back foot. Who knows? Maybe some Sith and Jedi end up feeling like they have to team up because this 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 force is too strong. And if they don't, they could be extinct. Really, really interesting stuff. Yeah. I, really, really, I really, really dig that. Um, I have here... Here's a here's a here's a a fun one. I want them to introduce Mojo, the X Men's Mojo. Oh my God! Great pick. I think with the world being what it is today, streaming services and you know cable and everything on demand, you know Mojo, he's an inter interdimensional being and he rules uh Mojo World and he kind of creates entertainment by putting people from the multiverse in like gladiatorial fights and he films them for like a reality show for people um and he is like he's he's like harvey weinstein like he's just like he's meant to be <laughs> he's meant to be vile both visually and and just the way he speaks and all that stuff if you ever see a picture of this man it's nightmare fuel so if you could do that in live action i think that would be really really cool um be he could really, be a, really dope he could be a stand-in for these creepy executives and, you know, and, and the exploitative <laughs> nature of um, television where we're watching, like, not for nothing, 90 Day Fiance, those are real people. Like, laugh at, laugh at them, joke on them, whatever. Those people have to go home to themselves at night. You know what I'm saying? We take a lot of pride <laughs> laughing at real people in real situations because it's cheaper than paying actors to do dumb shit. So it would be really, really cool to see them uh, introduce Mojo and introduce him as some i mean make him an edgelord make him a, make him a 4chan reddit you know person ah this is boring <laughs> like make a show and then he's like oh no nah, this is boring i don't like this anymore. that will be perfect because he's giving the x-men like the longest runs for their money because he yeah. just really just teleports them out of nowhere yeah oh my goodness and, and he's in charge of everything so i think Adding Mojo to any franchise, I think, would work uh, wonders. And the closest thing we ever got was a tease to Mojo World because Shatterstar in Deadpool 2 was from Mojo World. He said, he tells, them, he tells them he's from Mojo World. So we got close. Got a little close. Yeah, close. A confirmation. Mojo yeah. World exists in the multiverse. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's how I'm going with Mojo. <laughs> Dope, dope, dope. All right, my next pick. Um, this might be a little bit out there, but um, with uh, Secret Wars on the horizon, I had to put them on my list. But the Beyonders, not the Beyonder, not the guy from the eighties looking cool and dapper, you know, with the white, but the Beyonders, the the alien species that live outside the multiverse that just came into our existence of matter and just started. Just destroying everything. Oh boy! Every god, every living tribunal, celestial god, little G, big G, just they destroyed everything. Like then they, they they actually caused the collapse of the multi. Well, they helped cause the collapse of the multiverse with Doom. For those of you who read the 2015 Secret Wars or the Avengers, uh, time runs out. No, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers Forever. You know, like were they the antagonists in that? Oh, uh, yeah, sort of, kind of, yeah, for the most part. Basically, okay. like, the Avengers were dealing with a lot between the Builders and the, like I said, the Beyonders. Like, there was a lot going on. But for the most part, that was the biggest overarching thing. And and it would literally hopefully tie into Quantumania because it was Ant-Man, not Scott Lang, but it was Ant-Man's uh, Hank Pym who told the Avengers, like, yo, 
the multiverse is collapsing, the Beyonders out here just killing everything and everything in the multiverse, we need to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I really hope with Secret Wars, like, with the introduction of the multiverse, we will see the collapse of it or the end of it. Yeah. And the Beyonders will be one of the dopest ways for the MCU to end the multiverse, if, if they do it right, you know? Yeah, it seems like an easy fit. You just slide them right in. Um, I I think currently... Uh, there was a female Beyonder. Most recently, I think I saw the Beyonder took the form of a, of a, of a woman. Um, really? Uh, yeah, she introduced herself to Monica Rambeau. She had same similar weird shoulder fashion, but um, <laughs> uh, it's a bit different. But yeah, multiple versions of this. Like, and then Doom, Doom and the Beyonders. Like you know, they, like they him go seeing, back. yeah, him seeing that level of power, and he it changes his mind forever. So yeah, Beyonders. I totally, I, I agree with you there. Um, I want to see my man Jericho Drum, aka Doctor Voodoo, uh, show up soon. Uh, the oh, Doctor Strange stuff. Mystic. Yeah, I think Doctor Strange is cool. If we're if we're if we're done with Mordo, because it feels like somehow we were done with Mordo without even being like starting right? with Mordo. <laughs> yeah, right. Just another <laughs> one of those Easter eggs that just didn't go nowhere for real. <laughs> he went no. He went nowhere. He, we, he had a big villainous turn in Doctor Strange. We never got to see the result of his villainy because the one that we meet in Doctor Strange two is not the same one. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. But I always thought uh, Brother Voodoo, Jericho Drum, Doctor Voodoo, um, who ultimately ends up becoming the Sorcerer Supreme after Doctor Strange had abused too much dark magic. Um, I thought he was such a cool addition. Uh, I don't think he was ever a fully a full Avenger, but he used to help him out on their stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, no, no. He, he was an Avenger. He was an Avenger. Once an Avenger, always an Avenger. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, he would be dope, especially as his uh, brother was in Doctor Strange. He was the one guy that got decapitated, I think. Yeah. From the... Yeah. What, what sanctum? Was it the London one or the... I think London makes sense, but the one that Kaecilius took out to get the book, right? For like yep. the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he no, it will be entirely amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> um, the book of Ashanti calls him the greatest practitioner of voodoo, quote unquote, white magic. Um, and wow. he's known as one of the most powerful mystic practitioners on the planet. I just think it's cool. Uh, as a as a person who's Caribbean. I think voodoo's terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I just think it is. And I think adding a, that, a layer of flavor, that layer of flavor, because I, like, I feel like the Doctor Strange stuff is, is like vaguely uh, ethnic. Like it's vague, right? Like it's like, it's like vague. Yeah, it's like, like with how magic is described <laughs> in Marvel, like Asgardian magic, you know, Eldritch magic, Celestial, yeah. Eternal. Like we need, like a, we need some flavorful magic, some voodoo yeah. down south. You know, I feel yeah, it. yeah, it's and all types of magic. And, and voodoo is like probably the spiciest. It would totally be cool to introduce him if you, if you are upping the magic users with things like um, Coven of Chaos. If Scarlet Witch comes back, he could be friend or foe. Both of those would be too super interesting, and just that skull paint. On his face, bro. The, that white streak in the dreads, like this whole aesthetic is dope. Swag, super swag. <laughs> so yeah, it's, so dope. It's, it's like a voodoo version of like the Defender Strange, like 
like costumes, yeah. like the black and white and red, but it's like yeah. a voodoo version of it. Like he, brother, yeah, bring him. You, Dr. you, know, you brother, look at that brother, man, yeah. and you know he's willing to get his hands dirty to do some shit. <laughs> like I'm like, so yeah, so put voodoo, get voodoo out here, man. It's his time to shine. <laughs> it's been past time to shine, but just like, hey, this person might sh- outshine him, but um, my next one, ooh. It's he's another Superman analog, but um, Hyperion, I need him. Yeah. I need Marvel to do. I need. Yeah. I need Marvel to do Superman properly. I mean, we got I- Icarus, Icarus a little bit, but I'm like, I really need Marvel just to just to go DC. This is how you do Man of Steel. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then with the introduction of the multiverse, his his origin is already there. Like he just survived the collapse of his universe. Due to Kane conquering everything, and he just ended up in the six one six. You know, while yeah, America Chavez was practicing her powers. <laughs> I would, I would love when they think it's all over, right? When they've done beat, you know, they beat Kang and they think it's all over, and then they beat Secret Wars and think it's no man. This is just we're we're breaking the mold so we can build it again, and when we build it again, it's going to be even worse because it's going to be. <laughs> mutant villains and and space villains and everything outside of everything so um yeah hyperion works and also it, I, i'll say this live on air they'll get to hyperion before we get another superman thing oh we heard it here folks you <laughs> heard it here and we i will agree see, we will see hyperion <laughs> before we see another live action superman film uh and which that is, is sad I would say take it how you will. I originally said it was sad, and I stopped myself. I was like, take it how you will. No, um, it's but... sad. It's true. It's gonna be true. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, they can keep Superman on TV on the on the small screen, but like on the big screen, I feel like Marvel was gonna beat them to it, and it's crazy. <laughs> like that's gonna be a reality, baby. That's just oh, where we're man. at, bro. That's just where we're at. Um, but like, yo, I need scroll. I need. Uh, <laughs> Like, oh my god, I'm so wrapped around that. Because it's disgusting. That's why. It's disgusting. Right. The fact it's disgusting. Like, oh, it hurts. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, like, with Hyperion, it's going to come like Squadron Supreme. So, you know, there's another super team for like, you know, yeah. new, new Avengers or Illuminati or Thunderbolts can go up against. Or oh the my X-Men. god. That metal ass. Uh, they have like a metal ass uh, Green Lantern who don't give a damn. Yep, they're, they're, they're an analog of the Justice League, people. Squadron Supreme, Justice League, they even had their own Flash, they had their own Wonder Woman, their own Batman. Yeah. Hyperion is the Superman dude. Like, oh my it would God. be interesting, it would be interesting as hell if, if Marvel could parody DC before DC comes out with its whole slate. You can, oh you do, that, if they do that, that is the equivalent of when uh, B-Rabbit said all the things about himself <laughs> and then Papa Doc couldn't say nothing. They, <laughs> They're just gonna come out and parody DC, and DC's gonna be like, "Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you got us, you got us there." Yep. <laughs> um. So I was super excited, as you were, and we—it was one of the first things we covered as a as a podcasting duo here on this show, that Wolverine and uh, Deadpool were coming together for a film. Long time coming. I, I love the Deadpool films, and there was somebody that I heard was rumored for one of them and got scrapped. And I think it's a perfect time now if we do Deadpool 3 and we're going through all the Fox stuff. I want and this is purely on aesthetics, like purely just for looks. I don't think the guy is incredibly deep at all, but I just want to see him. Omega Red. I want Omega oh. Red. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wait. Oh, <laughs> oh I might. 
I might have to stop you there, bro. Yeah. They, he was kind of featured live action in the deleted kind scene. Kind of sort of, right? Too. Is he in he was, that deleted he was, scene? He was playing chess. Like, the camera just panned past him while he was playing chess. He had the Omega symbol on his head. But I'm like, yeah. yo, Maverick, no, forget that version. Because that don't count. Let's hear your... I need... No. I need Weapon X. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, and that's the thing. I remember him... He said that he's briefly shown... I want to see if there's a good picture of his ass. But, um... Yeah, I mean, if we're going to do the whole Red Guardian thing, right? The Red... The, the Russian answer to Captain America, I would love to see them showcase the Russian answer to uh, freaking Wolverine. Which is also... Yeah, Wolverine is also the, the answer to Captain America. <laughs> because <laughs> everybody in the world has been trying to re replicate the Super Soldier Serum. That's what everyone's been trying to do. Um, but yeah, those cables, if the like... All, draining the energy, all that, just a badass look at that guy. He's always, he's the most 90s guy to ever exist. Um, but, Facts. But I always thought he looked super cool um, and unique. And if we are going down the rabbit hole of like, um, you know, how, how hairy it gets when we keep trying to replicate and make soldiers, he could be a really tortured character he's ha he's more machine than man in in most cases so i yeah. would really like to, if they were able to introduce omega red yeah same i would appreciate that and with his introduction there's so many new concepts like you said like the russian analog to the american super soldier serum you know and also like he introduces a, a new element to the greater, uh, greater landscape of uh, that carbonadium that anti-healing factor metal you know that deadpool used in deadpool kills the marvel universe that's how he killed wolverine Carbonadium yep. blade. That's his tentacle whip things that yep. strangle the life of that. <laughs> Man, oh my god. I'm thinking about oh, Jesus. Ooh, he was kind of sadistic back in the day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and, and you could be a little bit more vicious than Ak, you know? Um, yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's Russian. <laughs> yeah, he's Russian. My bird. Get him with whiplash. Bring whiplash back. Let's do, let's do a whole thing. Listen, man. I want my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I want my boy. That would be so great if they do an Easter egg back all back to that. Not that for nothing. So not for nothing. Uh, Michael Rooker. I mean, not Michael Rooker. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? That actor could play Omega Red. Oh, what, the same one who played up? Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, Michael Rourke. Yeah, that was him. You're Michael right. Rourke. Rourke. I kept saying Rooker. Rourke. I went Rooker. <laughs> I was like, no, I know who Michael Rooker is. Well, yeah, no, he could definitely play the same character. The only reason why, Will, it didn't fall... It, the reason why his character didn't hit as hard in Iron Man 2, I'm going to say this right now, Iron Man 2 is second to the worst film in the MCU because it had way too many plot lines going on. There was not enough time for Whiplash's origin. It's a matter of they, care. They were just hoping you cared enough about... Um, what's his face? Robert, honest. it's Iron Man. It's Iron Man. We all want to see Iron Man. <laughs> but, like... Great choice with uh, Omega Red. I definitely want him uh, just live action because he brings so much to the table just with just his introduction. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I'm gonna hop I'm gonna hop Studios too. I it's gonna be a Sony character, you know, from the Spider Man franchise. It might be kind of obvious. I'm throwing it out there. Miles Morales, Spider Man. I need yeah, him live yeah. action. Yeah, I need it. He has taken the comic book store, like the comic book, like community by storm since his introduction. 
He's like right up there with Harley Quinn when it comes when it comes to popularity of a character that's kind of sidekick to the main popular character. Like yeah. Miles Morales, his following has been massive, especially just on just representation's sake, but just on the just the mythos of Spider-Man itself. He just added so much to the just the grandiose of Peter Parker's story. Like, yeah. yo, there's variants of me. There's a universe where I died and you became Spider-Man. Now your universe ended and now you're in our universe. Like, just Miles Morales introduces so much. He brings so much to the table. And that's that's why he that's why he has his own movies, people. My greatness is that. You get your own movie. Just, like, I, I need that live action. Just, just for the, yeah. oh my God. I'm, like, fan. No, the flavor, I like I said. Miles Morales. Me too. Um. It's rare when they introduce a character like this, which is a takeoff of another character, that and it just feels right. It just feels it, you don't have to stretch your imagination too much to kind of get it and and feel it. Miles feels original, even though obviously he's not the first Spider-Man. Um, and there's been many attempts to replace Peter over the years that have not gone well. And I don't think Miles was created to out and out replace him, but they do create a universe for him where there is no Peter, so you don't really have a choice. And you kind of have to deal with Miles, and then you end up falling in love with him. So it stands to reason that they could do that if they wanted to. They could totally yeah. kill off Tom Holland after five years. And I'll say ten. ten. Ten after ten years, uh, but it would be ten years from I think the beginning. So it'd be ten oh, years, yeah. which is in three years. Because <laughs> mm. Civil War was it was in twenty sixteen, so twenty twenty six. Would be ten years of Tom Holland playing the character, which ends in three years. That's what I'm saying. Like this could catch up real quick. Mm. But <laughs> the death of Spider-Man means nothing if we don't spend time with him. And exactly, uh, I think we, yeah, you, you, we, we should spend some time with him, and then we should uh, get to um, meet Miles. And I had Miles on my list, so. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, so I'm gonna go ahead and just extend this conversation. Um, because we talked about it a bit with with the um, what they could possibly be doing with the new Spider-Man and stuff like that. Inheritors, give me the inheritors, you coward! <laughs> I I, di I didn't have it on my list, but I feel like yeah, I feel like y'all trying to do everything, but and I don't know why. I need to see life drained from spider totems. You want me? I need to be scared of these people. You know, right, more husks of spider yes. people on the ground. Yes, bro. Scared. When they had that Spider Man with the apple in his mouth on the dinner table, bro, like yo, we about to just fe feast. When they had the the spider people like on the head mounted trophy yeah. things, like like on the walls behind them, and they just mm -hmm. posing like House of M. I'm, I I feared for spider-man india <laughs> yeah, yes 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 um the other just bursting out of ben riley like oh my god uh you don't get any of that stuff you don't get the spider totems you don't get any of that stuff unless you get the inheritors bring my man morlon in here um i love that they trapped them on like a gas planet where they have to like eat rats or whatever the hell to survive and they still got back they still were like, yeah, right. what you got this trap them, trap them in a whole nuclear wasteland of a planet. Yeah. They still escape. And it would add the the like the dopest horror aspect to Spider-Man. Because you yeah. know it's Spider-Man, but we won't think he will be afraid of something, legitimately terrified for his life. 
Yeah. Like Lurk, looking in shadows for this man. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that don't get it twisted. Story. It's not yeah. like the Spider Men and Spider Verse teamed up to take down a foe. They got stuck there, and so they helped Miles get themselves back, but they didn't join up to stop a person that's trying to take out all of them. So I, I need that. I need I need the desperation of other Spider Men being like, "Yo, they're coming. They're they're moving." You know, and that that like constantly Facts. needing to teleport to different uh, Earths. We need a Spider Man and game. Yes, <laughs> and you don't get it without the inheritors. The facts, facts. Like I would, I would be hard pressed to see if they don't do that. Actually, but the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse now, like this, all this multiverse hopping, there's consequences for this. And hopefully, yeah, the, yeah. hopefully the inheritors pick up on it and it's like, oh, there's spider people over there. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. They're gonna be making some noise, and those guys love to eat, so they're ringing the dinner facts. bell. <laughs> facts, dope pick. But uh, oh, my next one. Uh, Hopping universes again, but uh, I need a live action John Stewart Green Lantern. Like I, yeah. it, it, it. <laughs> nah, I like, yeah, I like John Stewart. I like him a lot. Oh, the, what's the skepticism I hear? No, no, no. That was a hey. That was like a hey, like a, like seeing an old friend. Oh, okay, I was okay. Yeah, no, no, it was it was skepticism. No, no, no. I'm hype. Oh. I was just watching, like, the other day, I was watching the new Green Lantern uh, movie on HBO Max, and I was just like, man, I was thinking about the canceled HBO uh, series with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, and I was like, man, they are really dragging their feet, giving us the live-action Jon Stewart, and everyone knows this man would be so dope. He will, I wholly believe a Green Lantern can just flagship DC back into greatness. All they have to do is just give us the right character to do it, and Jon Stewart is that character. We all love them in Justice League. We all loved um, the voice actor you play. His name is escaping me, but he shaped our childhoods. Um, <laughs> damn, I just had it too. Like, like Samurai Jack, as most of Joe, like Green uh, Lantern. Uh, we, we know his name. He, he plays uh, Hermes, Futurama. We know them. Uh, Phil Lamar. There it yes. is. <laughs> I had like. I had like Phil Philip in my mind, and I'm like, why am I keep thinking Philip? What's Philip about? <laughs> right, Bell. Well, yeah, but like, like John Stewart would be one of the dopest, like, just on screen visually, acting wise, uh, cinematography wise, just scope story. His story would be amazing to see unfold on screen, and I think it's a character that's long, long overdue that deserves the justice on screen to be, you know, just shown. See what this character is about because he's a beloved one. He's arguably he's more popular than Howard Jordan, Kyle Rayner, you know, of course, Guy, Guy Gardner. But John Stewart needs he needs some love. He needs it. Yeah, I need John Stewart. I need. I think he does. I think he, I think he has a level of swag that you're not gonna get from Cyborg. <laughs> you know, just I'm sorry, it's just not gonna happen. And the same thing, like uh, Manhunter's incredibly stoic. You bring in you bring in John Stewart. You know, John Stewart uh, can get the job done, and they've teased him way too often. They seem to want to make John Diggle a Green Lantern at one point, seemingly hinting at John Stewart. Uh, Zack Snyder went out of his way to actually film a John Stewart cameo that they ended up nixing uh, to use uh, Manhunter instead. So yeah, we we've still been eluded, but Green Lantern put such a bad taste in everybody's freaking mouths, bro. That yeah, we're we're not there yet. Let's um, say it needs the redemption. John Stewart can do it. <laughs> yes. No, he totally can. He totally can. Um, 
I'm going to take your John Stewart and I'm going to go with another person that's hella that's been hella rumored um to be in like films and it never ends up showing up and maybe could be the person in an odd way to write the ship but Beta Ray Bill I feel like Beta Ray Bill has been teased and often, uh, often times. Uh, you want to talk about something that o- could only work with today's technology? <laughs> uh, Beta Ray Bill, that big ass horse face. <laughs> it would increase the amount of people that we know, you know, that are worthy. Um, I think that they have some really poignant moments together, uh, Thor and Beta Ray, and. I just I always liked how he looks. He's like half cyborg. It's it's ridiculous. Um Right? Yeah, no, he would be one of the dopest characters. And he's been we've been wanting Bay Ray Bill since the Dark World. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And ever since he got teased in Ragnarok on the uh the Grandmaster. That's twice. Brother, That's twice, like, right? Like we give us the Corbinite. Give us Beta Ray Bill. And it was cowards. Like so many more <laughs> layers to Thor's story. Yes, they are cowards. Yeah. And like, oh. and like you said, another person that's worthy. We get the Corbinites. We get to kind of like finalize the story of Ragnarok. Asserter, he blew up, but like he's still kind of out there, you know. His fire demon race is still out there, and that's yeah. the antagonist to the Corbinites. Asgard ain't here no more. You know, we we need him. Give us you cowards. Give us Beta Ray Bill. Give us his Thunder Brother. Yeah, Damn. man, Thunder Brothers. <laughs> Bruh, yes, yes, Beta Ray Bill, yes, and like, oh yeah, and with Sif still being around, having a uh, you know missing an arm, you know, yeah. maybe she might hit up a Corbinite. You know, yeah. maybe she might need Beta Ray Bill. Maybe. This is this is true. <laughs> and in the comics, Odin had actually put Bill against Thor in a fight to the death to see who should actually own Mjolnir. And even though Beta Ray Bill won, he refused to kill Thor. So Odin was like, "All right, you're 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 worthy, bro. Right, worthy." Um, and facts. and what and let's let's drop this bomb for the the listeners at home that may not be comic readers. Stormbreaker's his. Stormbreaker uh, is, uh, is that's his that's his hammer axe combination. It's not Thor's. Never was Thor's. Thor's has Yawnborn. Yawn yeah, yeah, Yawnborn the axe, Mjolnir the hammer, and Stormbreaker the hammer axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Stormbreaker is the trusted. Uh, melee weapon of Beta Ray Bill, so it was very interesting yep, to yep, them to yep. reference it in the MCU, even though it belongs to somebody else. Right, but now it belongs to Love, apparently, since Thor has his regular me on your yeah. back. You know, his dark love is out here just yeah. <laughs> the hammer's <laughs> as big as she is. Hopefully, Thor Five, we get a proper introduction to Beta Ray Bill, and he wields Stormbreaker and Love. Just becomes love in the universe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't think, the they didn't think that through. <laughs> the attack, oh man, the tone issue with phase four. That was, uh, you can't yeah. give us score the Godbutcher and have Thor doing Jean Claude Van Damme splits in the same thing. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just mad. I, I agree. I can agree. <laughs> But I'm going to keep it cosmic. I'm going to keep it cosmic with the Marvel heroes. My next one. Uh, it doesn't matter the character. I just need the helmet. I just need it on screen. <laughs> Nova. You know what? Richard Ryder. I need Nova. Uh, nothing against the kid, uh, Alexander. But I need Richard Ryder. I need, I need him. Like, Xandar got decimated. We see the effort. We saw the effort the Guardians put 
in to save Xandar, just to have it get just in a one line, just Xandar was decimated a week ago when Thanos took the Power Stone. And Peter's reaction to it just, oh, I my ship blown up because we saved that. Like, like what happened to Xandar? What happened to all what happened to Glenn Coase's character? What, what, what was that for like, if, it, if it wasn't a setup for? Exactly. That. Like, I, that's my biggest confusion. Like, the, it, like, I really hope it's not one of those loose ends that they're really just going to leave out there. Like, a whole planet was destroyed. One of the Garden, like, police forces in the universe, and there's no repercussion for this at all? Like, you know, we, I, I want to speak to the manager. Happens. Right? <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> K.E.I.Whatever the hell. Yes, I bring your ass to the principal's office. I have words with thee. Yes, with thee. <laughs> And plus, Nova adds another layer of power to the MCU, just another scale, another analog to Captain Marvel or Superman, just another just another cosmic superhero, because the, the cosmic landscape is kind of lacking. All we had is Guardians and Thor. And that's kind of it, for the most part. <laughs> like, There's just so many other worlds, planets, and species out there that have yet to be touched. Like, we got the Kree, we got the Scroll, but what about, you know, we got the Sandarians, but what about the Shi'ar? What about the Madun? Yeah. What about like you know the uh, the, Spart- the, the Spartoids the brood oh my god the brood and then the and the actual annihilation wave you know and actually yep. with Nova comes that too we get annihilist possibly <laughs> you know? yeah yeah it's but a, you can't that tell me all that stuff like it's man like it really with Nova it brings so much and if they and if he does come through I guarantee they're gonna pull that that page. From him ripping out Annihilus's like heart from his throat, they're yeah. going to do that. That's yeah. going to be a thing. <laughs> it totally is. It totally is. Oh no. <laughs> and, oh no. And of course, like it'll add that layer of the Star Lord too, like a love triangle because Gamora and Nova dated. Star Lord has feelings for past Gamora or Gamora, even though this Gamora is from the past. This Gamora from 2014 is out here as a Ravager, da 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 da. Probably could have met Richard. I'm really hoping, please, Marvel, give me this, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. I'm going to go from cosmic to something a bit spooky from Ooh. the DC side of things. I would love to see them adapt Dead Man. <sighs> I. Th- I think, I think it almost like lends itself to a comedy, right? Yeah, I was just thinking that would be funny. Yeah, people just randomly. (laughs) Yeah, in in case you guys don't know, Dead Man was an acrobat who uh, was assassinated during a a a, uh, one of his uh, routines, and I think ultimately, I, I let me double check. I vaguely remember him being possessed by like the. Hindu god, yeah, um, that's the the Hindu god of death. Because it, uh, it was on that Justice League Apocalypse, um, not Apocalypse, but a Dark Rain movie, animated movie. Okay, he was a big part of that, and yeah, he was tasked by the Hindu elephant god or something to find his killer so he can get peace and pass yeah. on to the next world. Ramakrishna, <laughs> yeah. the the Hindu god Ramakrishna. That's so there crazy. The character was created in 1967, so we're talking 40, 60, 60 years. We've still not seen him. 70? Yeah. Like, man, besides animated, we have not seen Dead Man on screen. And, man, thinking about it, like, that spooky element, super net, man. And it'll be a nice crime thriller, too, with a nice comedic beat to it. That will be hilarious. 
Yes. It says that uh, following the success of X Men, Warner Brothers Television had announced a Dead Man TV show, a TV film for TNT, um, but it never ended up happening. And then um, in 2011, WBTV hired Supernatural creator to helm a Dead Man show. Um, the following year, Arrow debuted, and then they just never did. They never went back. <gasps> they never went back on wow. anything else. Guillermo del Toro wanted to do a Dead Man film. Uh, what? But it, it that would be dope. Up, yeah, it didn't end up coming out. Um, and yeah, like, and the coolest thing about the guy is that um, he can—he's a ghost, so you can't see him unless he wants to be seen. And he also can inhabit people's bodies, possess them, control their actions, uh, communicate with other people, and I believe have their abilities, whatever ability of the body you know that he possesses. Um, yeah. And and before then, he was already an Olympic level athlete. That's why he was so good at the trapeze. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I just I even though we said all this kind of stuff, and it is kind of dour. He's always had a sense of humor, Dead Man. He's always been kind of funny. He's always been kind of hey oh, you know. I think he's from Boston. His name is Boston Brand, but I think he's actually from Boston. Um, yeah, bring his ass in. Let me get some uh, Dead Man. I need him, man. He could definitely be like for uh, I like a better word is a Deadpool analog for DC because like he is pretty funny in the comics and what he's been shown animated. He, yeah. is pretty, he can bring that lighthearted tone to this otherwise dark and broody situations that he'd be finding himself in. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it screams HBO Max series, bro. Like Peacemaker, it screams something that you could do over six, seven episodes, prestige, hour long. You know. Um, really, really funny stuff. How many you got over on your end? I want to make sure I'm, I, I've got a good amount. Uh, I have about, let's see, one. I started two, deleting three, the ones four? that I said. Okay. Yeah, we're right. Yep, yep, yep. Up, up. I guess I'm going to lean to my next one. I'm going to keep it DC. Um, Brainiac. I need Brainiac live action. Be he was. Supposedly announced in Manus with Man of Steel 2 was gonna come out, like, but just didn't fall through. And nothing against Ultron, James Spader's Ultron, but I need the cold calculated, not giving a damn about the flesh, just machine cold hearted logic over everything. I need that kind of brainiac. No personality, no jokes, just straight terminate or die or assimilate. Just <laughs> just that I've, I've always liked the idea of this like galaxy wide collector um you know going through and getting stuff unfortunately uh brainiac was on krypton he's oh. the main antagonist he's the main antagonist in season two of Damn krypton. Um, have you seen right, it? Well, i got another one if you got, if you, got a, if you got a chance uh if, even on your phone uh check a check a look at him tell me what you think if you think it could what? be better if you think it could be <laughs> look up krypton. <laughs> you're good look up krypton live action brainiac and uh you will what? see that there um but yeah i think he could be i think there's still a couple i think he has like black lipstick i don't really dig but um, besides that, I think he. Uh... Oh my god! Yeah. Holy, that's Brainiac. That's Brainiac, bro. Oh, oh my god! Well, don't forget, dope design. I like. Yeah. Him. I, I see the inspiration that they're using for him. 
kind of looks like Justice League. Metal one. I need the Justice League one. Yeah, it kind it kind of <laughs> looks uh, Justice Leaguey. Like, um, uh, what was that version of him? Uh, I think from it, was he in? Yeah, you said Injustice. League, Injustice. Right? <laughs> yeah, the second one is all about him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks just like the Injustice version. Yeah, keep it modern. I like, yeah, I like the classic version of him. I just like the cold metal. Like, I think it's because of Terminator. Yeah, in the yeah. 80s and like yeah. just the duh, 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 duh of it all. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, did you wanna uh, sub? Uh, oh, I do have another one. Uh, well, with Venom still being out here, I think we talked about it last uh, on the last podcast with uh, Carnage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Going outside of that, the daddy, the grandfather, the god of all the symbiotes. No. Yeah. Venom yeah. 2 was lackluster. Venom 1 was mid at most. Like it was cool, but it was like it could have been better. The visuals with the symbiotes was like, I don't know what's going on, on screen, but like in the story it was kind of meh. But Venom 3 needs to blow the, the roof off. Doors, everything. Just it needs to just holy shit. Yeah. Venom is all this. It's not just some some weird black goo that just takes control of the dude. Like there's so <laughs> much, uh, like people need to understand like this venom is not just this suit that makes you crazy and gives you spider powers. Like there's so much more to venom yeah. and not just Eddie Brock or, uh, uh, flash Thompson or like this so much, just the symbiote race. And with the introduction of all will just open the door for that. And it would yeah. hopefully tie in to go the God Butcher or Hella's like explanations of those swords in MCU. Just just to just to make something. I hope clear. in a way it redeems Gore a bit. I mean, if you're gonna do no, look at what they did with Gore and don't do any of that. I feel like no yes. has to have a level of ruthlessness. I mean, the man killed a celestial. You know, um I and and I think one of the best parts of no is you don't meet no at first. But Venom, the symbiote, is incredibly scared and incredibly subservient whenever he's around. He just like kneels, like he's just obedient whenever Noel's around. And I think watching Tom Hardy's uh, Eddie Brock deal with like, what, what, why are you so, what's going on? Why are you so scared? Like, what do you, what do you see that I can't see? What are you tapping into that I can't feel? Oh my God, what is that? You know. And then the dragon, you gotta do the dragon, <laughs> and the dragon. You gotta do the, right, venom, right? the the venomized dragon. Uh, come oh on, Let, let's go the there. Visuals let's do on it. screen would be insane. <laughs> um, probably someone on your list that I have here. Somebody again teased half a million times. Nathaniel Essex, my man. Oh no, on my list, <laughs> Mister Sinister. One of the most comic book names of all time, Mister Sinister. Uh, uh-huh. Nathaniel yeah, just in case you didn't know he was a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's an evolutionist. He's a you know a biologist. He's a scientist um, who's done all kinds of horrible experiments to himself. He's a mutant chimera right now, and in, in the he believes in Darwinism. You know, the survival of the fittest, and only the the fittest should survive. And you get that fit through evolution. But he couldn't wait, so he just did a bunch of things to himself. And he he's a geneticist, so he tests on other people, other things. I'm, I believe he's how uh, Cable vaguely remember something with him and Cable. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe he he's was the one the who makes. He he. I know he cloned. He used the 
DNA of Scott and the cloned Madden DNA and of yeah, and then he create used those DNA to create uh, the, uh their son. What was it? Uh, Cable. Yeah. Or yes. the or the or the perfect version of him. It was one of those versions. Oh, you talking about Nate Nate Gray? Yeah. <sighs> one of those versions got infected with the techno organic virus, which is how Apocalypse was able to get it, and then we were able to, you know, adapt to celestial technology. We were really trying to recollect eighties comics people. Yeah, There's a yeah, lot of yeah, like yeah, 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 it goes off into the weeds, people. <laughs> but like, no, he his head has been in so much stuff in comics, like it, and even just recently, the sins of Sinister just just dropped. I think just now, actually. Yeah, he's had a whole new he's had a whole new reinvention. Um, you know, with the long hair, with the beard and stuff. I'm really liking this new unhinged sinister. Um he was teased, obviously, in uh Oh, and uh, Logan, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, the X's Corporation. Like is it, he, he has been teased take, in the last couple of X-Men movies or just Yeah, there's one where they take his blood, right? They take Wolverine's yeah. blood and put it in X thing yep 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 um so yeah definitely mr sinister i think he's a class classy type of villain you know a, a little bit of a classy kind of villain he has a bit of swag to him that diamond the yeah. black lipstick the, the the sharp teeth that yeah, that definitely a little bit of flamboyance and the most useless yeah. cape ever it's just ribbons it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just tattered ribbons it's, it can't, it's just there for the swipe for the drip it yeah it can't it can't it can't hold any air in it or any wind but uh yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Sinister. There's one here. Um, I wrote. I was gonna say his name because I'm now replacing him because I thought of somebody better. Matter of fact, I'm gonna keep him just in case you have him. But uh, yeah, you're up. Oh, heard that. Heard that. I'm going to change. Oh no, I'm gonna keep it Marvel for this for this next one. Uh, we may have said it last week. Actually, no. That does this count? Like Galactus, I'm not counting that cloud in the Fox movies. I'm not counting the silhouette on Neptune or Uranus. I need to see on screen Galactus. Yes, superimposing, especially with the introduction of Erishim. Like we see, they can do it. Just story wise, how? But I don't care. I just need to see it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I do need to see Galactus properly introduced. Not just like, boom, I'm here to eat planets. Just, but like, I'll I, take it a I step just, further. Let me see something oh, here. Because uh, like, even to this day, like I go on YouTube and people you, still use that old cutscene of the Ultimate Alliance, like cinematic of him. Like, and it just, you, that just shows how good it holds up to date. You want to see Galen. That's who you want to see, who the oh, man who becomes are. Galactus. That you know the being. This way, you Thank can separate you. from the from the from that cloud that the bullshit cloud that we saw before. Galen, you who actually correct. has a name. I literally was gonna um, get there. I need to see them and get that previous universe before the one that we are in. You, yeah. you're in my mind. I'm right this here, bro. I'm right dawn. here. I'm right this here, bro. Yeah, I do. I do think Galen. I do think Galen. Um, and again, like. I feel like when Galactus is first shown, he's this cold, huge, un unwielding, you know, a force of nature. But in actuality, he does have a story. There's a reason why he's doing these things. And going back to some of that stuff, I think, would be incredibly interesting. 
Um, so yeah, I'm down with you. Uh, let's do it because it's it's about time. And again, um, it's terrifying. You know, get there before they do the anti monitor, please. Please, and, and just it adds so much more levels of to the to the MCU just going forward. Because for the most part, everyone when you hear Galactus, everyone thinks, "Oh, Planet Eater," but no one asks, "Why does Galactus eat?" <laughs> yeah, you know, what's the true reason why? Why, yeah. like you know, and I think it's about time he deserves that. That he he deserves to have his story told instead of everyone just making him out to be a monster. And I'm like, he's not a monster like you say he's a force of nature he doesn't want to do it he kind of has to it's just from our small perspective that it's just really bad in the days but to him it's just dinner you know yeah and that type of perspective would be kind of dope to see that's how people react to seeing that like because you know we love a sympathetic villain and you know he's kind of a sympathetic villain you kind of feel bad for galactus sometimes mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, especially when he helps the heroes, we root for Galactus. Because that, that just shows how big of a threat is happening when Galactus has to help, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the two, so two out of the three people on my list have ties to the person you just mentioned. Uh, oh, word? Is there anybody on your list that has ties to Galactus? Uh, for these nice ones, uh, no. Okay, so I wanted to make sure I didn't step on your on your toes here. Um, and uh, so I'll do these two back to back after, after like, you know, when I toss it back to you. And then the final right. one is, is my personal, you know, I in my heart, I need this. But these other two are definitely there, too. That's why I saved these three for last. Um, uh, we Like I said, we, we've met all people across the multiverse, both cosmic and not. We've met, um, you know, geniuses, biologists, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's about damn time we meet our maker. It's about time we meet the maker. I think what we really need is big ass helmet Reed Richards <laughs> uh, showing his ass up. Um, I want to see the maker. I think he can be fucked. I think I think <laughs> I think they could really get to some dark places with with. How far do you go with experimentation? How far do you go with and they're kind of playing around with this with Beast right now in, in, in the X-Men comics? Oh, but, yeah. But I feel like Reed has always had, and we spoke about this before, this devil may care attitude when it comes to science. So long as it produces results, it's seemingly the only thing that he cares about. And if you thought that that line was wavy, the maker has no line. He will torture, he will dissect, he doesn't give a damn. And he's one of the last remnants of a dying universe. So he could care even less. He actually even had some uh, run-ins with Venom at one point. He got he had Eddie Brock strapped up to a table, talking about let's see what what hurts this thing. Let's see what like he's screwed up. You want to think about the worst doctor ever, like the worst bedside <laughs> manners of all time. We're talking evil Reed Richards. We're talking the Maker. I, I want to and see that him. and that head and that, that head, head under the helmet. That yeah, Goodness yeah. Gracious. It's not pretty under yeah. there, but. And dude, like the oh my god, his character is it dope and tragic, but because didn't wasn't the maker the ultimate Reed Richards, correct? Mm -hmm. Like so he he was one of the so he was the Reed that survived yeah. um, the Marvel Zombies, right? Yeah. Well, not only Marvel Zombies, um Secret Wars, because the Earths collided, uh convert was it, it was a convergence. I don't think it was convergence. Right. But their Earth, their Earth, yeah. literally, he's on the same Earth as Miles, and their Earth, and then they they jumped over. Oh um, my God! Yeah, so meet our 
Reed Richards prior to Secret Wars. He could be a cleaned up, you know, guy, you know, John Krasinski, whatever the hell. And then post that, <laughs> you know, I like the maker. I like to meet the maker, if you will. I need the maker as well. Oh my goodness. And kind of, well, my next character is kind of like him, kind of populated. I won't say sadistic, but um, he's kind of ruthless, but in a military like minded way from mm -hmm. the Star Wars universe. Uh, you may have heard of him. You may have not. Let me know, people. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. Like, if any of you guys know, read the books, seen Star Wars Rebels, Grand Admiral Thrawn is the shit. He is top <laughs> five. One of the best Star Wars characters, hands down, ever written. The chest, the blue skin, the red, the red eyes. Like, dude's a badass. Okay, he's cold. He's a, a badass. He's a, he He's a cold dude too. Like, you don't get Palpatine, to Grand Admiral without you know knowing where the bodies like are packed. Facts like this man, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Palpatine gave him big ups. He gave him his blessing to do basically whatever he wants. He almost had as much power as Darth Vader, if not equal to him, just in sheer just military power. Like Grand Admiral Thrawn would be just another it, without having force and lightsaber abilities and stuff. His presence on screen would just command such of like aura that you would just have you just be drawn to him. That you have to listen, you have to obey, you have to understand what he's saying because his character is just it just oozes just charisma. And authority. Like, and, you ain't you ain't, you ain't a, questioning that man. <laughs> like facts. And I'm trying to I'm like in the person who I think who would play him like I was that was the next question I was gonna ask you, bro. As a dead ass and I was like, you sound like you know a lot about the man who would would bring that that role justice. I want to say, um, <laughs> Luce, the actor who plays Lucifer. Okay, but like, I, I need too. a little bit more broody, not broodiness, but a little bit more straightforward. Like, um, just uh, I like cold, but um, they're still. I don't want to say Keanu Reeves. That, that's too obvious. I want him to play Darth Revan for real. <laughs> But like Grand Admiral Thrawn, for you, for those of you who don't know, if you just try to get into Star Wars, read him up, look him up. He's on Star Wars Rebels. I, I've been here, I've been seeing people want uh, Cumberbatch for him. Oh yes, oh my God! From start from how he played Khan, yeah, I can definitely see that man does have range. From Khan to Thrawn, Khan to Thrawn. Yep, and just like that. Calling the throne, and all he has to do is work from one green. All he has to do is walk from one green screen screen studio over next door to the other green screen studio, and and all of a sudden he's blue. I got from being a dragon to being a sorcerer to be. Bro, I got I got kids left on my list, bro. Children. Oh, mine's is kind of a group. I, I, got, I, I love Law Mighty I feel you, one. I feel you, I feel you. Um, children. Franklin Richards, bro. Damn. Franklin Richards. To me, oh my Galactus. My <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My, <laughs> yes! my You know what I'm saying? You tell people when I'm coming. Franklin Richards is one of the most um unique and original characters introduced in uh, quite some time and i know they played around with the idea of the fantastic four having kids but 
um, Hickman's use of Franklin Richards um, and future Franklin. I had for a while my um, Facebook picture was future Franklin talking to young Franklin about like, you know, keep, make sure you keep your imagination and make sure that you stay, you know, the kind of person that you are. Um, Franklin and Spider-Man after after um, Human Torch goes. After the human torch, all oh, that conversation they had, and he's like, he's like, that was your uncle. I had an uncle too. Like all of that, bro. Franklin Richards, bro. He makes pocket dimensions in his closet. He has playtime with, like, he literally can warp reality and create universes to play in. They end up at one point having to stop monsters that come from his imagination, basically. Um, oh yeah. That's how crazy it gets with Franklin. Um, and I don't think we've seen a kid with that amount, amount of power in the MCU yet. Um, he was deemed dangerous then, he's deemed dangerous now. And another added factor is, depending on who you ask, he was once considered to be a mutant. You know? Right, um, yeah, that was and- a long-standing, like, open discussion in the just comic book community. Like, is Franklin a mutant? Is he his powers? Is it cosmic? Like, what's going on? I think he deadass got yeah. kicked off a. Of cr- Krakoa, uh, they did not grant him his rank as master, and they kicked him out. <laughs> off. They kicked him out. But man, I almost don't want the Fantastic Four if they don't have kids. There's a little bit of right? me. There's a little bit of me that's like, they need. Oh, no, you're right. I'm right there with you. They, I, I need to see Valeria. I need to see Franklin. I need to see the the you know the foundation. I need it. <laughs> I love and I love Valeria's relationship with Doctor Doom. Where uh yeah, Uncle yeah he'll, be like, he'll be like, All of you will kneel before my power and she's like, Do you have any snacks, Uncle Doom? Yes, give me one <laughs> second. <laughs> kneel before Doom. Remember not to eat the pizza bagel bites so quick, they're a bit hot when they first come out. <laughs> That's why I kneel wear this mask. <laughs> Too many hot pizza bites is why I wear this mask. <laughs> Yes, dude. I need the I need the kids. They they. Oh my goodness, and, bruh. Oh yeah, and uh, Agatha. She was Franklin's uh babysitter. Yes, at one yes point. she was. Yes, she was. Yep. I can totally yeah. see that, and I I can kind of see why they pushed back at Covenant Chaos to twenty twenty four because if of not, what, yeah. If they need a Fantastic Four coming out, <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's a. There's a hotty duty neighbor, Okie Choki. You need somebody yeah. to watch your kids there? <laughs> also, um, I believe Reed in Multiverse of Madness alluded to her, his variant having children. Yep, yep, uh, yep. With, uh, with his Sue. We never got to meet her. But yeah, let's do it, boy. Franklin. You know what's crazy? My last, last, well, I guess this is my last, this is my last one? My yeah. Last one? Yep. Okay. We got, well, we got, we got one of we got one a piece, and we're swinging for the fences. All right, I'm I'm trying to hit a home run with this one, and probably a lot of you guys will probably agree with me. Besides the the little bits and pieces that were just stunning, that call back to the comics, that paid homage to these characters, but I just needed a whole entire just redemption for the entire on screen mutant population. Just wow, wow. every. On-screen mutant just needs a <laughs> redo fresh coat yep. of paint. Yep, yep, yep. I do not care. I need all new mutants live action. I do not count 
any of what I saw as mutants. <laughs> I didn't see that one comic book accurate costume. I don't care if Mystique was blue. She didn't have that slick back orange hair like that. She was she blue, but then dressed. the movie... She was blue, but then the movie made her naked. I've never seen Mystique naked. What, what She's choice is that? She's never been naked. What right? choice is I'm that? Like, they were like, well, we'll just make her Y'all naked. Y'all just want to make her naked because early 2000s movies pandling to, you know, yeah. the young male penis, I guess. I don't yes. know. Yes. They, but I do I also mean, think this is the first time young male penis has been referenced on the podcast. But and, <laughs> almost, almost and the last time. <laughs> and hopefully, please don't, please don't ban us. I'm so sorry. No, no, no I dig, the, I, dig the, I dig that idea of the mutant population. You know, um, it's they did just kind of at the time they were doing what they thought would be the most permissible uh, with people who didn't read comics. So black leather because Matrix was fire, or you know, and and we can do like group stuff, but not too much, and. Um, <laughs> There's been a lack of commitment. I agree with you. I think there's been a lack of commitment uh, across the board when it comes to the mutants. We yeah. see they spent ten years trying to do something with them, but we I never got the feeling that I was watching out and out the X Men. It always felt like I was watching an X Men Elseworlds or you know oh X Men What If you know um, and yeah they can really they can really and they should really get back to it and they they have a fresh slate. I want to see the confidence in which um mcu handles these 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 characters because if they start to pull back i'm gonna be like come on we can't do this again this is your moment this is your moment to be as ridiculous we do we've already done all the ridiculous stuff we got howard the duck bro like let's let's get right. there let's go you, 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 know? you put flying wings on namor he establishes himself as a mutant that means the door is open it's open, yeah. y'all. It's open. And you, Come on, and, Kevin. Your, and, and your number one was also fueled on the idea of what we said last week when we were talking about people not brought to justice. Half of both our lists were mutants. You know, it's like you've not done any of these people justice. So yeah, I I really believe so. And I don't, you know where I'm going. I'm going DC for my final one. <laughs> Let's hear it. I want the one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. <laughs> to, <laughs> I just had to say it. I was thinking about it. Yeah, motherfuckers of all time to show up. I'm talking about a man with a, with credentials, bona fides, if you will. The grandson of the leader of the League of Assassins. The son of the world's greatest detective. Damian Wayne, bro. Stop it. Stop all this. Stop the music. Stop the madness. Stop the bus and get the kids out the back. Damian Wayne <laughs> needs his moment in the spotlight, needs his moment to shine, needs his time to shine. You want to ask people why Batman don't kill? Have Damian kill some people and have Batman tell him why he don't kill. You learn it right there and then. What does Batman do when he has to suddenly become a father? And not just a father that drops his kids off at Teen Titans Academy, but someone who literally has to make sure the kid's going to school. You know? <laughs> One that talks back. One that calls Alfred... Pennyworth. Yes, Pennyworth. I'll have my PB and J in the study uh, in 20 minutes. That a kid hardwired to kill who believes in no redemption, no, no villain is worth redemption, and him getting talked off that ledge by the only person who could do it, his father. All of that, bro. I think it's very hard um, in today's era, if you're not a comic fan, it, it's very weird to people on the outside that Bruce just adopted the other boys. 
It, it, you know right. what I'm saying? On the outside looking in, it's just very strange that he collected a couple of orphans before, you know, Tim Drake, I think he had both his parents when he, when he joined. But, you know, like, that's the hardest thing. You know what isn't hard? The, the sun. The sun angle? Not hard. Not hard right. at all. And it's could, already there. <laughs> and you could do a thing where he says, you know, I tried other people in this role and it just never has worked out. I think I was better without a partner. And then, you know, and then you could have cameos by a Dick Grayson. Like, yeah, oh, you're doing it now? Whew. Fucking, I'm, I'm fucking glad you are because I'm not, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I think he's getting too old now, but I thought the kid who played five in Umbrella Academy would have been amazing. Yup, yup, yup. Yup, yup, yup. Aiden Gallagher, yep. I, I think he would have been amazing. And I, I, I've said this on many podcasts, not even directly referencing this, but I feel like um, characters like Hit Girl make it possible for someone like Damian Wayne to exist. Uh, because she was cursing up a storm. She was cutting off limbs. There was blood and guts everywhere, but people didn't bat an eye because they realized what they were going in for. You have a kid like that willing to, a little badass with a sword. And the thing is, bro, when he put up that hoodie, when we had a Robin with a little hoodie, I was like, nah, this is it. This is it. The sauce. You understand? The sauce went so high. The bar got set high for Robin. Yeah, break the mold. My man rocking a hoodie, a sword. (laughs) You know, he killing it. The most the most badass version of Robin. Like that aesthetically, like and just personality. Like like you said earlier, it it would add so many layers to Batman. He's got he has to be a father now. Actually be a father, not just like a dad. dad. Or mentor. He got to be bad right. dad. Bad dad's one of my favorite versions of Batman. And also, um, I wanted just for there's this moment. I can't remember if it's in um, just in a comic or is in a comic and also an animated uh, adaptation. But he take he uh, uh, Grayson wants to spar with him. Like Grayson's like, hey kid, like let's see what they you got. Both. Yo, and he puts the hands to Grayson. He does some cheap, dirty moves because he don't give a damn. And then he says something like, I'm going to beat you because I'm his real son. Or something like that. And I was like, damn. I was like, oh, you emotional damage. <laughs> He's hurting Just people physically. Emotional damage. He's hurting oh. people physically. He's hurting people emotionally. I want that little smart ass, you know, quip, quippy kid. You know, I need... Uh, Damien. And we've got John now. There's a John on Superman and Lois. So Jonathan Kent is actualized, is realized. There's yet to be a Damien Wayne. And the and we're getting further, <laughs> seemingly, somehow. <laughs> we're getting further. Like, I feel like if Ben Affleck would have had his movie, you could have kind of slid, slid that in. You know, he would have been an older Batman, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we already saw that he was on an edge. And having to re-educate a young crime fighter could pull him back. But we're, we're right now we're with Pattinson, so it's gonna be a while. <laughs> it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a long while. And and if with my luck, with my luck, bro, we will get a shitty version in the Gotham Knights TV show. They'll just find a way to shove Damian Wayne in there somehow, some way. Um. Oh, and I want to say that I saw a picture. I did not read the story. Damian Wayne is even in Batman Beyond. Damian Wayne confronts Terry McGinnis as the leader of the League of Assassins in Batman Beyond. You understand, bro? Got the green what? robe. Got the green robe with the with the with the cool little uh, symbols and stuff like that. The the Roz robe. I'm talking about. He, he's he's there, bro. He's there. <laughs> the hands are up. <laughs> that just gave me chills. That would yeah. be one of the dopest 
stories on screen, animated or live action, to see. Yeah. Just the. This is Batman's two like little like that's your son who's and then that's your your literal clone biological son against your consent like br- and the, about the oh you gotta God. imagine you gotta imagine the anger the jealousy all of that you know oh um, my but, god but that's like like father like son bro like father like son um i i totally think that um you could tell so many stories with young damien i think he needs to be here already they need to do it and so right, like a lot of these characters on this list, there's so many stories to tell all these characters. Really? I have, I have fair. just, I've just sent you pictures of <laughs> the Damien uh, Beyond or whatever, whatever you want to call this man. But yeah, he's rocking, he's rocking the ceremonial robes. Oh my god, my man's out here, he's dude! Got, he even still has the hood. Look at the sword! Look at the sword! He's got the sword, bro. He don't give a damn. Uh, he looks so nasty. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying he's he's fully in, 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 engrossed himself in the whole assassin thing. But um, yeah, I think yeah, Terry McGinnis, Damian Wayne, let's do it to it. Let's get there. And and, and for fun, put Terry on the list. Terry McGinnis, live action. Stop bullshitting. We you hear. know what? In, in opposite of that, Static Shock. Yes. Come on. It's yes. been way overdue. Yes. Not only has it been overdue, but Static makes 30 years this year. Uh, the character of Static will actually be covering some episodes of Static Shock for this podcast, possibly be doing some reading. Um, I've actually uh, been meddling a bit with the schedule, so you guys will know now in advance what we're doing. We've kind of been <laughs> running by the seat of our pants for a bit, but I've been liking a bit of the free nature of this, you know, um, um, but we'll be tackling some harder stuff, harder notes next week. Um, but yeah, man, I, I wanted to have this conversation, kind of get back on the footing, start this year off right with some laughs, with some, Hey, you remember wins with some, wouldn't it be cool ifs? Those are always great. And we love to do those as part of the major issues podcast, uh, each and every week. And so make sure that you guys are listening to this podcast, wherever podcasts are found. It's Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast App. Uh, YouTube, TuneFind, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're literally available wherever podcasts are found. You can type in the Major Issues Podcast and we'll pop right up or go to comicbookclick.com. As you heard earlier, it's the one stop for everything that we do. Every episode of the Major Issues Podcast, articles written by us. If you hit that Shop CBC link, it will take you to merch designed by us where we get a kickback of anything that you purchase, which helps support us and helps us keep our lights on over here. Um, if you go to comicbookclick.com, you can hit that support comic book click button. It'll take you to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC clubhouse, where for as little as $3 a day, uh, sorry, not even $3 a day, $3 a month, $3 a month, people, 10 cents a day. You can help support us, uh, help us afford the hardware and the software. We're getting into new ventures. You just hear, heard right here on the podcast, some, um, backstage news with us talking about these watch parties on Twitch. So you're hearing us come up with these new concepts, new content, and we're trying our best, but some of this stuff is costly. We have to train. We have to get the equipment. We have to uh, get this stuff right for you. So any bit of contribution helps. Highest is our Patreon, like I said, CBC Clubhouse. Then next would be purchasing merchandise, and we get a kickback from that. 
Last but not least, tell a friend to tell a friend. Spread the word about either Comic Book Click or the Major Issues Podcast because it's the quickest way for us to find out what you like and what you don't with us as podcasters, and it helps us grow our audience. Um, If we're highly rated on iTunes, then we are recommended to people looking for our kind of conversation. I, I, I firmly believe that we have not hit critical mass with the amount of people we can have join this conversation and join and put our energies together to put together the best possible product. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode, but spread the wealth. Uh, I've been watching last of us, so spread it like we're some kind of fungus (laughs) and and, um, get us where we got to go. But last but not least, Hit us up all over social media. We're at facebook.com slash comic book click. We're at Instagram at comic book click. You can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. But we're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitter, but newly at Major C- Issue CBC on Twitch. We're hitting up Twitch. I'm trying to have a dedicated schedule. If you've ever done Twitch, it's the hardest thing in the world because life happens and it happens at you fast. Um, some sometimes I'm I, um, I'm with days I'm not doing Twitch I'm usually doing something backstage for Comic Book Click so we're always hard at work trying to put together some of the best content we got some bigger things coming uh, in the future so make sure that you stay tuned but I'm not the only one on Twitch a hey, Rob tell me where they could find you on Twitch uh, you can find me on Twitch at Mega Adventure Twenty Six I kind of been like you said life hits hard and you don't know what to do when it happens but sometimes I'll be on there sometimes I stream you know Call of Duty Battlefront about to get back into the Star Wars of it all with, you know, Mandalorian coming out in March. So you can check, check me out on twitch.tv slash OmegaAvenger26 at what, twitch.tv? <laughs> yes. And you can also follow me on all the social medias at A-Rob the Marvel Guy, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. If you want to like, converse and talk about Marvel, hit me up. I gotta do a search, A-Rob the Marvel Guy. <laughs> yeah, do it to it. And we're on, man. This ain't we we ain't putting on an act for this. We nerd this all day, twenty four seven. We're talking about it everywhere. We just said so. Look for us. Reach out, contact, and let's talk about it because that's all yeah. we do here. I've been to the future where we do talk about the latest and greatest things to come to comic book, comic, comic book media. That we're number one. I've been to that future where we're literally the top. If you Google, we're the ones we're talking about. What everybody else is talking about. But I can't tell you how we get there because if not, I'll mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, uh, The Rock is the Kevin Feige of uh, the MCU. <laughs> and no one wants that. Terramana is all over everywhere. It's ridiculous. There's a Terramana logo on Spider-Man. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, the only way for you to reach that future is to make sure that you're following us wherever we go. And we're available on multiple places. Also, check your show's description. All our links are also in there. But... My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am Aaron Robinson, a.k.a. A-Rob, the Marvel God. And this has been our characters we want to see in live action. And remember, whether or not you have a space helmet or just a big helmet, whether you're a reality warper, have blue skin, or a weird space cloud, or whether you're just a SOB, a son of Batman, always remember <laughs> that you're part of the clique. But you need to remember that you, yes, you are worthy.